This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is Betting Weekly Premier League Show. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, alongside me, Nigel Seeley and Jack Wright. Match week 27 of England's top division with the best plays. From Saturday through until Monday, Nigel Seeley, of course, he's out in Dubai for the tennis. Nigel, sunning yourself. How is it? Terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I would show you the view, but I'll I, I, I push for time. <laughs> Are you really in Dubai? I think you're in Blackpool. Uh, Come on, I, show us the view. No, I can't because my internet connection will go down and, and, and I've got prior engagements. I'm I'm entering the karaoke contest in about half an hour and I'm and I'm doing and I'm I'm entering the uh, the French bowls contest uh, against the Russians. So I, I I haven't got time. I'd love to show you, but I can't. Uh Jack, we're back in London. It's a bit cold at the moment. How are you? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I've avoided sunburn as well throughout the course of the week so far. And and I won't show you my view either. So uh, it's all good. Well, you can see mine. I've got the, uh, yeah, the nice red. Nice red. Floyd. Nice red, red. Floyd. <laughs> we have had a week where Klopp's kids have copped one cop and are through to the quarterfinal of another. The question that Bet Rivers are posing with a nice little side market on the site is how many trophies will Liverpool win? Prices like this, Nigel. One trophy, which of course they've already won, plus 150. Two trophies plus 115, three trophies, plus 350. Or if you think that Liverpool will win four trophies, plus 3,000. What's your thoughts? Uh, I don't really care as long as they win the Premier League. I don't really <laughs> care. I, I, two, two, two trophies would do me fine. Um, well, they're, they're in the mix and everyone. I think they'll probably win. I think they're the favourites to win the Europa League. So you've got to factor that in. I think they're, they're going to be very hard to beat. As we said before, that Klopp wants to win that tour, that competition. is the only one he has, has eluded them as the uh, Liverpool boss. Um, I can see why two is the favourite. Uh, the FA Cup's tough. Got to go to Manchester United. I know it's on paper, looks relatively easy, but uh, I wouldn't want to take them in the, in the FA Cup. So, um, yeah, I, I mean... They're gonna, I think they'll win more than one. That's for certain. So hopefully you win the big one, the Premier League. Plus one one five two potentially is the call. They are short price favourites for the Europa League jack at plus one seventy five. They rate us plus two hundred for the league at the moment behind Manchester City. FA Cup plus three hundred, biggest price of the three. Yeah, I think like well, obviously we were here a couple of seasons ago when they were all gunning for all four trophies, ended up with two. So uh, I say it's, it wouldn't be a surprise to see a similar outcome this time around. Um, Nigel's already said it. That he'll want to win the Europa League. Obviously, he'll want to win all of them, especially the Premier League, to sign off in big style. But um, yeah, you'd expect them to pick up one more uh, as to which one it is. We'll wait and see. But a big thing for them, of course, is they've been, been getting by with the kids over the last few weeks, won the trophy last week with them. Um, playing a big part in it, um, got through in the FA Cup last night with them as well. So they've got their big guns to come back fresh for the running, which is uh, going to be a big benefit for them. 
Yeah, a lot of kids coming through, a lot that many hadn't heard of. Did for me last night about Southampton on the Asian line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's well. incredible. Bock that as well. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't tell anyone. I didn't Why tell don't you bet them to win four and bock that? <laughs> <laughs> bet Man City to win the Premier League, please. And then we'll, be all, we'll all be all right. I can stay out here then for six months if you do that. <laughs> uh, Liverpool are first up in terms of the title race uh, this weekend. They play Saturday with Manchester City Sunday and Arsenal on Monday. They're away at Forest, Nigel. They're minus 195 on the money line. Now, one or two players might be coming back and fit enough to play against Forest away, but it's not going to be easy. 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. Most likely of the three to slip off, if they are to slip up this weekend. Well, the kids have got to do the paper round in the morning. They go and play the match. It's going to be quite tough for them. But I mean, I would, um, I think on paper, that looks a tricky little match, but I, I believe that teams now playing this Liverpool kids side, the pressure's on the opposition rather than Liverpool. I think that they the fans expect them to beat them. It's their opportunity to beat Liverpool. When we saw when Chelsea played them, they were expected to go and beat those kids. They couldn't do it. Uh, and I feel that the you know people look that everyone looks at the betting markets and looks at team news and thinks oh, they, 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 these players aren't good enough. How do we know they are? They look good enough to me. And um, you know I, I think the pressure's on the teams playing the kids. Would I bet them at minus one ninety five? Certainly not. You know, Forest are a funny team. They could be brilliant at home or really really poor. We don't really know what's what sort of forests are going to turn up. They're, they're in desperate need at the bottom of the table to get points, especially after Everton have had uh, their 10-point deduction reduced to six. So um, I, I, I would think that Liverpool would win it, probably by a narrow margin, maybe one goal. But would I bet them? Minus 195, certainly not. Liverpool, maybe to grind it out, Jack, away at Forest this weekend. What do you think? Yeah, same page, really. City ground's always tough uh, when the crowd are right behind Forest. Um, they were great at home last season, not been so much so this season. Nigel said it. They desperately need points because uh, who knows what's on the horizon for them. So they're fighting and down at the bottom there. Um, for, for me, again, yeah, couldn't be taking Liverpool at that price. I do expect them to win it. But um, I think if you want to... Um, better a decent price a bigger price and getting Liverpool on side maybe Forrest to be winning at half time Liverpool turn it round to win at full time potentially with the introduction of a few of their big guns um, uh, might be a way in so uh, yeah they've been been a bit sloppy in recent games at home got away with it a couple of times uh, um, against uh, Chelsea and Southampton with their chances they gave away but they've been conceding and then coming back so I think that's a, a decent option Yeah one to look out for potentially in that game 10am Eastern on Saturday it doesn't uh, form part of our card for the weekend. We've got plenty of picks, though, from the boys over the next half hour or so. Um, we're going to start with the London derby. Uh, Saturday, 10am, it's Tottenham against Crystal Palace. Tottenham are short price favourites, minus 215. Here. Just on the money line, uh, Jack, because you have got to play in this, but it's not uh, the match prices. But, I mean, could you give a squeak to Palace here, do you think, that I got off to a flyer under Oliver Glasner uh, last weekend? It was an easy fixture, Burnley at home, but maybe their tails up and Spurs when they have been winning since the turn of the year, haven't been convincing. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's closer than possibly the odds would suggest this one. Um, I've done a lot of reading into Glasner since his uh, potential arrival and now since he's been there and what's been happening on the training ground and how the, the the players have taken to him. It seems he's got the media on side early as well, which is important for a new manager coming into a new country and a new league. And the players seem to have bought into his ideas. And uh, he obviously got off to a fantastic result at Sellers Park last week. Um, so, yeah, I think they've, they've got a chance. They, they've, he's got a certain style of play. That seems to suit the players that Palace have got at their disposal right now. And uh, we've seen with Spurs that, yes, they're just as you think they're, they're on a roll and are, are going to win a game comfortably, 
they'll throw in a bit of a wobbly performance. And uh, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, Wolves went there and, and got a good win. So I wouldn't put, put it past Palace to uh, upset a few, um, few odds on punters here. Yeah, a goal start. They are plus 114, incidentally, on the Asian line. Let's get Jack's selection, though. We go to the prop markets uh, for the pick and a corners play, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going for over four and a half Crystal Palace corners in this one. Um, anyone that follows that because we win on Instagram would have seen I put Palace corners up as my parlay pick last weekend. So if you're not following on there, make sure you do now. Um, and it, it was such an easy win, to be honest. Uh, as I said, I looked into the style of play under Glasner. Uh, he will play with uh, wing backs. He'll push high up. He'll play with three up front. They'll play diagonal balls into the space. Um, and so last week, yes, Burnley had a player sent off, but the, the bet was already home and hose by that point of time. Um, they won um, five corners in the opening 18 minutes of the game. Um, Burnley had a player sent off on 35 minutes. They'd already won eight by then. They ended on 12 corners. So it shows you the emphasis there. And we hear a lot about Glasner and his, his, his kind of focus on set pieces and what a big part they play in the game. Um, this is, of course, a tougher test going to Spurs. But stylistically, I think it suits them because we know how Spurs play. They'll play high up. They'll play front foot. They'll have their wing back to push right on as well. So there will be space to play in behind. And uh, he's, he's pinpointed um, Anderson to be playing long diagonal balls into the, into the corners um, and look to get crosses into the box uh, and uh, filling the box up. That always leads to a high volume of corners. So, so we saw it last week. Um, anyone looking at the, the prior stats, I wouldn't read anything into those. That's obviously under Roy Hodgson. Um, this is a completely different concept, a different style of play. And a, and a play that does say seems to suit Crystal Palace. So um, four and a half is a, is a relatively low line. As I said, they smashed it last week. I expect them to, to clear that quite comfortably this week as well. Plus money, very nice price indeed. Just looking at Spurs as far as their concessions concerned, four of the last six they've conceded this line. So that's enough for me to say that they are able to concede a few corners in this respect, given how they play. And especially with Glasner pinpointing two coaches now to make sure that they've got this is a focus point as far as their set piece coaching is concerned, where it used to be just their goalkeeping coach, Dean Kiley, that was in charge with uh, putting stuff together. So it's now a real clear focus and expect them to exploit it against Spurs. Oh, really good analysis. Love that. That's over four and a half total corners for Crystal Palace. Got to get ahead of the curve. That line could rise over the course of the next few weeks. Brentford, Chelsea, next up, another London derby. This time, both of our handicappers have got some picks in this. Saturday, 10am, draining week for Chelsea. Nigel, that League Cup final extra time defeat, an emotional loss, and then a late win against Leeds, again, that they had to win in the FA Cup. You would have thought it's a short trip to the G-Tech, but you tend to think that Chelsea could be running on fumes a little bit here. I do. I do think they're running on fumes, uh, not only physically, but emotionally as well. I mean, that defeat against uh, the Liverpool kids in the Carabao Cup final will be a very, very hurtful defeat. However much the Chelsea fans have sort of said that the average age of the team was was much, their average team age was le less than the average age. You know, these are World Cup winners in that Chelsea side and there's players who played in, in, in big, big European competitions to lose to those kids who are like, you know, we joke in the side, but there's 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. That was a very, very a morale lower, low morale defeat. I mean, it was, it was, it was really bad. Um, you can see by Pochettino, he was absolutely gone in the interview after, devastated by the loss. I think he did really well to galvanise his team to get the win against Chelsea. I think they had to get that win against Chelsea. Uh, so against Leeds, sorry. They had to get that win against Leeds. 
But I think that papered over the cracks, really. And that wasn't a full-strength lead side that went there. That was a, that was a, a reserve lead side. They'd rested a lot of their attacking players on the on the bench. And they gave they dominated for long periods against a good Chelsea side. So I'm still not convinced by Chelsea this season. I really aren't. I mean, they're, they're so in and out. They really are. Earlier in the season, Brentford went to Chelsea and won 2-0. Um, they didn't have Ivan Tony in that match. And Kunku has now got a fresh injury. He's out as well. Chelsea are desperate for a goal scorer. I know Cole Palmer has been getting some rave reviews and he's going to probably go off to the, the Euros for England, but he, he's a shining light in a in a real poor team. You know, if you put Cole Palmer into the Man City team now, would he, how many appearances would he make? Five? As a sub? You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't force his way into the first team if he went to Liverpool. Would he, would he play ahead some of these players? No. Would he go to Arsenal and play? No. I mean, I think we may have got a little bit carried away about this kid. He's got... All the emphasis on him was to score goals. You know, we saw he wasn't a natural goal scorer and he hit, had the opportunity and Keller hit it straight at him. A natural goal scorer would have scored that without even batting an eyelid in that clear-cut chance in the final. And, and I think that Chelsea are um, very overrated for this match. I think they've come through two very, very long games. You know, a 3-2 win, which went all the way into 90 minutes, an emotional draining match in the FA Cup. Then obviously extra time. Losing it in the last gas on last Sunday. So two big matches. And then going to Brentford. And I know Brentford aren't playing well. They've lost their last three. They were really disappointed last week. I bet them last week on the draw and I bet, as you know. Um, but it was really because I thought West Ham were on an off day rather than Brentford being any good. Didn't work for me. But their other two losses prior to that were against Manchester City and Liverpool. So, like, we can forgive them a little bit. They've got players coming back from injury. They still created chances, still scored goals. And in Ivan Tony, they've got the the best attacking option on the whole pitch ahead of everyone at the Chelsea billionaires. Um, if you look at uh, the, the the record this year for Brentford, the only teams that have beaten them at home have been Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool and Villa. So the, the top four have beaten them. And then there's been obviously a couple of other shot defeats in there as well. So they've only really get beat by the, the real big teams. And I don't consider Chelsea to be a real big team anymore. I'm surprised that Chelsea are very heavy favourites for him. I think Pochettino now knows that the FA Cup is it for him. It's so close for them to win a trophy in that Carabao Cup final. I think they're desperate to go back to Wembley again. They've got a great chance to get to Wembley in the semi-finals because they've been drawn against Leicester in the FA Cup. And silverware is all they need. And that is their only opportunity. We said about Brentford's record in uh, London derbies. It's exceptional. Even if they got beat last week 4-2, it's exceptional. They've got a good record against Chelsea. I say they beat them 2-0 in the season. And I, and I think Brentford are underrated here. So I'm going to take Brentford on the Asian handicap plus a quarter goal. So as even if even if Brentford draw, we win half a half a stake. As long as they don't lose, then we're okay. And uh, I'm taking minus one ten. So a draw, we cash a little bit half our stake. Uh, we get a push on half of it and a win on the other half. And as long as Chelsea, as long as Chelsea don't win, we're okay. And I think Chelsea, I think those two wins, you know, uh, that, that winning midweek has really like just made the market think they're they're back or they're, they're sort of... I, I'm surprised by their odds. I'm putting it that way. I'm very surprised by Chelsea's odds to win at Brentford. So I'm going to go for Brentford to win this. Uh, plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap. Uh, we are fading Chelsea, but we're not fading goals, Jack. Yeah, that's my angle in. Uh, mine um, on the three total here, the three Asian total at minus 107. Um, yeah, can't uh, not agree there with everything Nigel said in this one. It's uh, been a tough week for Chelsea. Brentford will certainly earmark this as a game that they've got a great opportunity to win. 
Um, obviously played on Monday night, so we had a, a couple of days on Chelsea as far as rest and recuperation is concerned. Um, they've slid down the table. They're five from the bottom, five points off the drop zone, so they need to um, need to get a win. I think it will see both sides attack this because Chelsea mid-table, they need to improve on that, uh, but their focus is, is going to be looking to try and get to that FA Cup final. They've got a favourable draw in that. Um, but they did rotate a few players out. Cole Palmer that Nigel's mentioned was on the bench, although he did come on. He'll be in the starting lineup uh, for this one, I would assume. Um, so they, they rotated about half out. So expect, to say, again, another rotation for this one. But the focus is on goals. So I say the, the style of play, the style of the game is concerned. I think Nigel's covered that off pretty well. So I'll just run off a few stats as far as how they look as far as goals are concerned at the moment. Brentford, as far as home games are concerned, ranked first in the Premier League for over two and a half goals. 11 of their 13 have seen that which of course would mean if there are exactly three goals in this game, we get a push, we get a refund on our money. What we want for the full win, which is what I expect, is four or more goals. That's uh, where Brentford ranks second in the league. Uh, nine of their 13 home games have seen four or more goals. So pretty impressive numbers. Um, and as far as Chelsea are concerned, it's nine of 13 have gone over two and a half and seven of 13 have gone over three and a half. When they're playing away from home, just drilling into the most recent games, the last 11 for Brentford, their goals average is 3.91. And the last 10 for Chelsea is exactly the same, 3.91 as far as their average is concerned. So plenty of goals across those. For me, it doesn't. It looks like a game where both teams are going to score. Um, Brentford have only failed to score in one of those last 11 games, but only kept one clean sheet. And as far as Chelsea are concerned, they've only failed to score in one of those last 10 away games, haven't kept any clean sheets. So... Goals at both ends, which would then mean that, say, another one gets us at least a push. But I think this one's got at least four goals in it. Should be an entertaining one with both sides going for it. And therefore, the over three line is the one I'm attacking. Yeah, um, Brentford are the most profitable team at home when it comes to the over two and a half goal market this season. They're plus 230 to be leading at halftime. Incidentally, if you think that they can get out the traps quickly against their London rivals. 12.30 Saturday Eastern is Luton against Aston Villa. Luton plus 325. Villa minus 134. They are minus money favourites to win away from home. The draw plus 325 here. Uh, Nigel Luton blown away by Man City in the FA Cup in midweek. 6-2. That off the back of a 4-1 league reverse at Liverpool. They have been involved in a lot of tight matches in the Premier League, but maybe just a sense recently here that against the better teams, they are just about beginning to be found out a little. I think they've been a breath of fresh air in the Premier League. I think they've shocked everyone with their performances, but I think now they're going to hit reality with the bump. I think they are going to be on a massive fade list for me for the next, from now to the end of the season. Um, the manager's been brilliant. The team have been superb. Their effort, their work rate, the commitment, they've got the smallest squad in the Premier League, they're, they're hit by injuries and all those really, really narrow defeats, long matches, tough games, you know, high tempo matches, you can see now they're leg weary. Uh, I watched them uh, against um, uh, Man City, I know it's Man City, but I mean, they, 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 some of the defending was shocking. They looked absolutely out on their feet in that match. The Liverpool game, they went 1-0 up. They were hanging out. It was, again, it was, a, it was a reserve Liverpool side. Real bad Liverpool team in that side in the Premier League. And there was a huge market move for, for Luton on the Asian handicap. 
and and they got found out in the second half because they played so much football, so much tight football, and so much energy. That was that was it. me that moved the market, incidentally. Go on. Yeah, we know that. Every time, <laughs> uh, so so uh, so so the the, the they they just to me look like they're done. I mean, I just think that I just think they're they're pretty much done. I mean, look at some of their stats. I mean, they 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 lost their last four after you know what was a good run, some narrow defeats, but in that four matches they've conceded 17 goals in four matches they haven't won in five and in those five matches where they're winless they've conceded 21 goals now that that is shocking you know and i know they've scored goals i know they scored two in matches and one in matches but to see 21 goals in five premier league games over four a game that's 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 just you know that you you can you can gloss over it however much you like and turn around and say oh they're brilliant they're great they're they're, they're a lovely little team to watch and they're great but you you can see twenty one goals in the Premier League in five matches. You're getting relegated. There's no there's no way you, you can hide that. And they're going up against the Villa side, who are on fire. You know they had that little bad blip. They won two matches. They're scoring goals. Scored six goals in their last two games. Ollie Watkins is on fire, scoring goals. The the way that this matches up, the way that Villa counter attack, the way that Villa will take the game to Luton, it'll be another high scoring game. It'll be an end to end match. But ultimately, it'll come down to who's got the class in front of goal. And Villa are way way above. Luton in that aspect and their, their defence is much more solid so I, I love Villa here minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap at minus 112 so I'm taking half of the unit will be on Villa minus a half and the other half will be minus one so if Villa win by exactly one uh, we will lose small but if Villa win by more than one goal we will uh, we will collect and when you consider that Luton has conceded an average of four goals per game in their last five you know, there's a good chance that Villa could score two or more in this match, and 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 I really like this bet. I was really tempted to have two bets on this match as well, and uh, but instead of my third bet, I wanted my strongest bet would actually be in this match as well. But I'm, I'm going to give you the bet, but I'm not going to put it down as an official play. But I didn't want it too much. But I think Ollie Watkins at plus one ten to score any time is an absolute tremendous bet. Yeah, just just looking about... at that, just pulled it up now. Yeah, and plus three sixty for first. Yeah, I, I think I think you know he's 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 vying to become the top goalscorer in the Premier League, which is three behind Haaland now. He's got the most assists in the Premier League. He's got you know third top goalscorer in the Premier League. You know if, if this was Haaland, just showed you what you can do against his team by scoring five goals, and the guy who's the third top goalscorer in Premier League going there plus one ten. I mean, if Villa's going to score, he's probably more likely to score. Um, and I think I think that's a great bet because he's got he's got two incentives. He's got an incentive to try to shoot down Haaland to win the, the, the golden boot, which he's got a realistic chance of doing. And he's also playing for a place in Euros. He probably will go to the Euros regardless anyway, but he, he wants to really impress in the latter part of the season. So I was very tempted to give you two bets on this match and forget my third bet. But I think Watkins here, I think I, I saw some books plus 130, which I couldn't believe. But I know Bet Rivers a little bit more cautious. They're plus one ten. I still think that's value. I think he should be starting minus one hundred five. This is a game that just screams goals. Both teams to score. It wouldn't surprise me to see this being four two again, or a very crazy correct score. And to get plus money on the third top goal score in the Premier League uh, is very disrespectful for me. So Villa minus zero point seven five is my official play at minus one one two because I do think Villa will beat leg weary Luton side, who I think will run on empty now from now to the end of the season. And they've also been dealt that hammer blow with Everton getting the four of them points back. That is a huge, huge uh, morale blow, uh, blow for them. So I, I think that's going to play a part in this game. But Watkins at plus 110 to score any time is another fantastic bet on this match. 
Manchester City versus Manchester United is the marquee game in England on Sunday. It's a 10.30 kickoff Eastern with City short price favourites at minus 3.85. Manchester United plus 9.50. We're getting accustomed to see United at these sort of prices against City these days. The draw is plus 5.50. I mean, City, Nigel, they've won 14 of the last 15 matches in all competitions, but according to some, aren't playing as well as either Liverpool or Arsenal. I mean, it seems, sounds ridiculous, but they're sort of quietly going about their business. Um, and winning every single time they suit up, it would appear. Well, he's been there before, haven't we, Man City? They just know what to do. They hit the afterburners on him and he's gone. This unbelievable run. But this is a derby match. I mean, you know, you, you're, you're a Manchester boy, uh, Dan. It's a derby match. A lot of people watch his show in, in America and look at stats and just throw out stats and turn around and say, oh, they, they average so-and-so so goals a game. They average this per game. This is a, a Manchester derby. And I think a lot of those stats essentially go out the window in these kind of matches. So I know Man City won 3 0 in the reverse fixture early in the campaign. I know Manchester United have a very leaky defence. They've got injury concerns in their defensive positions. They've got an injury concern to Hoyland. I think that's a huge factor for the bet I'm going to play here because my bet I'm going to play is under three and a half goals. I just got I've got to play the under three and a half goals here at minus one twenty. I know there'll be so many tipsters and there'll be so many people on social media in the next 24 out 48 hours or so picking up this as an overs because they're purely and simply looking at the mathematics on the stats. We looked at Hoyland last week. Without Hoyland, you see the price movement of what Manchester United went. Manchester United went from like minus 170 to sort of so minus two dollars, two twenty, yeah, I think. Minus two dollars. Like minus, to minus like one forty or something like that, just on the back of this kid that nobody rated five weeks ago. He's that important. So when you take him out of the side, where are Man United going to get the goals from? Fernandez is having a dreadful run at the moment. Rashford is having a dreadful run. He looks like he could be offloaded. So when you take one team that can't contribute to goals out of a three-and-a-half goal line, you've got to rely on the other team to score four for you to lose. So I, I think, and also, we, I think this market here is, is two reasons. I think the market has looked into the average of the Premier League this season. Obviously, the, the, the last month was 3.8 goals per game or something like that, which was the highest in the Premier League that we've ever seen. We also see Manchester City coming on the back of a, a huge win in the FA Cup. But look at their league form. Their last four matches in the Premier League have all cashed under three and a half goals. They've won a couple of matches ugly. And three and a half to two and a half is such a big, big line because a lot of them games have been exactly three. If you look at these matches over the years, I think three of the last four matches between these two sides have been exactly three goals. So if you're playing under two and a half, you'd be a loser. But if you played under three and a half, you're a winner. So I think the fact that we can get minus 120 on under three and a half goals makes this a bet as well. United have uh, lost five Man United games in the Premier League have all cashed under two and a half, under three and a half. So three and a half is a big, big number. And I know, I know, I know that Man City is scoring goals for funding other competitions in Europe, in the Champions League, and in the cup competitions. But in the Premier League, they've they've been quite dull. Man United going to the same without their top striker. Will Haaland play? I think he probably will. But you know, they, they've got some big games coming up. They might decide to give Alvarez a run. I don't know. Team news is crucial. If you look at the statistics in this match, it's the last eleven years between these two sides. Nine of the eleven matches in this derby have gone under three and a half goals. Only two have cashed over three and a half goals. But six of them have cashed under two and a half goals. So it shows you again that difference between two and a half and three, where you get exactly three as a winner for you. Don't fall into the trap of statistics. Don't fall into the trap of historical stuff like what we've seen this season. This is a derby match where Man United will want to stop Manchester City on a run to win the Premier League. You expect a little bit of something more out from them. Uh, without the goal threat of Hoyland, that 
sort of rings in the unders of the goals rather than the overs of the goals because I don't think Man United will contribute to the scoreline. And I think that Manchester City, on their Premier League so far this season, in recent weeks, haven't been winning with swagger. They've been winning professionally, job done, move on to the next game. So it doesn't matter. Guardiola will be happy with a 1 0, 2 0 win here and move on to the next game. And I think three and a half at minus 120 in a derby match is, is, is too high. Uh, speaking of stats, City profitable this season, both under two and a half and under three and a half this season. Don't believe all the numbers. Always look at the odds. Uh, Jack, briefly, Manchester Derby thoughts from you. Yeah, similar page. Uh, I think this reminds me a lot of the Liverpool game for United uh, earlier in the season when we expect them to go and get battered and they let in about 30-odd shots, but it ended nil-nil, didn't it? Um, I fancy City to get the job done. I quite like the City win to nil in this one because, like Nigel said, without Hoyland, I'm wondering where the goal is going to come from for United, and that's plus money, which I think is is a big swing from what City are to win it just outright. So, it's uh, yeah, par- same game parlay would be City to win and both teams to score no on that one. And I also quite like undercards, which uh, is kind of built up as there's loads of cards in this one. Andy Maddy, the referee, not massively prolific recently. And the history, recent history in this, not overly loads either. So that's a couple of leans from me. A couple of leans from Jack there on the Manchester Derby, but we like under three and a half goals as the main play. Monday night football in the UK, 3pm Eastern for United States watchers and betters. is Sheffield United versus Arsenal. Arsenal are minus 670 now. They have been backed over the course of wow. the last hour. Wow. It's just that absolutely unbelievable. It's honestly true. It's honestly true. They're minus 670. John, who does our graphics, just sent me the uh, the updated prices. He says, yeah, they're now minus 670. I mean... What price did they open up, Damon? I thought they'd be about minus three, 350 or something like that. Minus... I don't know what price. I mean, this this when I when I was putting the running orders together this morning, they were minus 625, 630. Uh, and I've had to change it to You're minus 670. I, I've looked back over about 15 years' worth of Arsenal games. <laughs> and I can find Arsenal away from home at minus... A thousand at Sutton, who were non-league in the yeah, FA yeah, Cup. Yeah. They were and they when, struggled that night as well. I was there when they played Boreham Wood in a friendly in 2018. They were minus six sixty, and they're minus six seventy. It's utterly Sheffield, incredible. Sheffield United plus two and a half on the Asian, or, or plus yeah. two point two five on the Asian. It's got to be a bet there. It's got to be a place. There. I mean, I can't, I, I can't believe do, that. Do you know what? I didn't see that when Arsenal, when Arsenal played Derby. In 2008, in the Premier League, this is Derby's worst ever season in the Premier League. It's the Premier League record for for fewest points. Was it 11 points or something? What price do you think Arsenal were? I mean, it's a it's a different era. Minus 250. Yeah, well, close. I mean, they were say close. They were minus 375. But it's it just goes to show how the game has moved on, how the odds have wow. moved on in terms of the big teams, the very best teams are so much better than the teams right at the bottom. That's, yeah. I'm staggered by that. Anyway, but sorry, Jack, we're, we're stealing your thunder, mate. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Jack, Jack's got good trigger. back for us here, Jack. Yeah, for me, I'm going with Bakaya Saka to score. Uh, similarly to Nigel talking about Watkins earlier, man in red-hot form. And my my angle in was like, Arsenal are expected to win this. And as I said, they're expected to win it by, what, three, three goals. So they're going to be scoring it. Look, there's a bit of recency bias, I think, possibly in the fact that Sheffield United lost their last two at home, 5-0. Arsenal have won their last two away from home, 5-0 and 6-0. They won 5-0 in the reverse. But let's make no bones about it. Sheffield United are woeful. This is a complete mismatch. Um, 
you know, you look at that Asian handicap and you are tempted in by a, a big plus money in, in, in a league game. You think they can't be right. But when you see how bad Sheffield United have been, I couldn't pull the trigger even at that. But and, and equally, I couldn't be back in Arsenal on a, on a minus two and a half handicap uh, to, to try and cover that, at, you know, to get any kind of price. So which way in? In a game you expect them to win, they're in they're in great form since 2024. They've been electric in the league. Six wins from six, 25 goals scored, three goals conceded. Absolutely superb stuff. And Sack has been at the heart of that. He scored the third goal in that very impressive 4-1 win over Newcastle last weekend. That is the fifth game in succession that he's scored a goal in the league. He scored seven goals across that period of time. Um, and and it is looking like say that little break has done him the world of good. He was looking a little bit tired, a little bit leggy, and uh, he's come back fresh and firing. And what I like about this is he's playing in a position on the right hand side of attack, which Sheffield United really struggled with. I watched him against Brighton a couple of weeks ago, and yes, they had a man sent off, but Adringa, who was on the um, Brighton's right hand side in that sack position, ripped part. Sheffield United and scored two goals on the day. So I expect Saka to get on the score sheet here. He was plus 100 to score against Newcastle last weekend and duly obliged. But he's a bigger price this weekend. We'll see plus uh, 128. So um, that for me looks a big price against this Sheffield United side that has conceded 66 goals this season. And what's more, they've conceded more of those at home. 36 conceded at home including those two 5-0 whoopings that I just then talked about, but also don't forget that 8-0 drubbing by Newcastle early in the season. But for me, a man in great form to get on the score sheet again uh, for Kaya Saka, decent plus money. I was surprised. It's incredible, Dan, isn't it, really? Dan, I've lost, I've lost a little bit of track of the times because I'm obviously on my way. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit all over the place with the time difference, stuff like that. Do, do Arsenal play their match against Porto in midweek? No, it's, no. The, it's the following oh, okay. okay, I knew it's the following. I yeah. was going to say, if they play on Porto on Tuesday or Wednesday, that two and a half would be absolutely like, mm. I'd be all over that. That, like, you know. Well, but... the, I mean, the Asian line is, is two and a quarter at minus 121 at the moment. The, the two and a half line is minus 140. Um, I mean, Saka and Nigel, you talked about this last week, and, and this is the Watkins bet as well. And I was trying to explain to someone here that I know first goal score is bigger, but when you expect to score a few goals against a team, Anytime he's always, you know, the, the better value. And, and as Jack's just pointing out there, you know, plus 100 or whatever it was against Newcastle, plus 128, is that simply because he's away from home? But I think it's key to point out to, to betters here that that why any time can be better than, than first, even though the odds are, are cramped. Any time goal scorer now in these, on these, some of these key men is just absolutely exceptional value i believe i mean you if you you know you you put hoyland you put hoyland when he's fit and coming into the run you put harland in you put but the market seems to have caught up with harland you know harland goes off at like minus 250 minus three dollars it hasn't caught up with a lot of these other ones because i think jared bowen for example at uh, west ham you always get me like plus 110 plus 105 they're great bets especially against the lower teams and when the goals are up to three three and a half now the lines are three and a half they're great bets I think the fact the thing with Saka and this is this is you know I, I, he's, he's on absolute fire but I still think the market is not convinced he's a strike he's goal scorer you know I don't, I don't think they really get him they, you know they think Martinelli's got goals or Jesus has got goals Havertz has got goals you know there's a lot of goals that are, you know Arsenal scoring a lot of goals at the moment but they're all being shared around the pitch so they hasn't got that they haven't really got that but he when you look at his record what is he the fourth top goal scorer in the Premier League or the fifth top goal scorer in the Premier League? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's got thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, the market doesn't look, and he's on pens generally as well. Yeah, yeah. that's not a good thing for England fans, but anyway, <laughs> but um, you know, he's 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 there. I mean, I I think that um, 
I think there's tremendous value on goal scorer markets. And there's even better value if you go down to the English lower leagues, like League One, League Two, and the Championship. Mm. I mean, then you know, you'd get players there who start off about 160, 170, and they, and they score 60% of the goals for their teams and mm. 50% of the goals for their teams. It's, I think it's a brilliant market, uh, any time goal scorer market. And, you know, you could perm some of them up in parlays and what, mm. and, and you, 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 will, you will get a big parlay cash in at one, at one stage of the season for sure. Uh, just to give it some context, Nigel's dead right. Uh, Harlan this weekend is minus two forty to score uh, any time. <laughs> that can be the difference. Um, and also with him, with also just, just also with him, when you bet him, you take the chance he's going to play because he rotates mm. all the time. With Saka, you don't. Watkins, they don't. Yeah. You know they're going to play, so you could bet someone at two forty and not even get a run for your money. That's that's the, the other thing. thing. Yeah, the other thing we mentioned a few weeks ago is the fact that this title race could come down to goal difference. So. Mm. These sides are going to the 90th to score, score, score goals. And like Saka, as you said, as Nigel said, he's likely to play the full game. Yeah, I wonder the way you look at it, Sheffield Knight is plus two and a half still a bet. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. No, I don't whatever you say about I, it. I think you're right. It I mean, I can't, I can't. minus seven, any approaching minus seven dollars. If anyone wants to bet that with me, you can have it. Yeah. yeah I'm it. looking forward to the video on the hammock on Sunday. I've learned my mistake. I'm having a weekend off. I'm not doing it. Best bets before you go, Nigel. What's your best bet this weekend? Uh, Aston Villa minus 0.75 against a leg weary Luton who are sliding down the table faster than Eddie the Eagle Edwards. <laughs> Jack. Not fast. Uh, go, Eddie. Um, I'm going with the Eagles corners. Crystal Palace over four and a half corners at Spurs. What time's karaoke start, Nigel? Uh, I um, It's tomorrow, karaoke no. here. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, my missus has said to me under strict instructions, I'm not allowed to sing. So, uh, I, 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 but the reason I'll, I'll weigh up the opposition and see how good they are, then I might just throw a little cheeky one just to get them on their toes. Hey, I look at the paid talent, the opposition on the karaoke. Yeah, I'm gonna say the, the ones the ones you put up last night were quite good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you want to see the view before you go? There you go. Yeah, Look, come oh, on, let's have a look. There, there, there we go. Look at oh, look, look at that, that. Look green there. screen. That's beautiful. <laughs> it, it works wonderful, <laughs> doesn't it? The old green screen these days. Uh, <laughs> Nigel, Jack, thanks for your company. Good luck with your picks. It's a wrap for match day twenty-seven of betting weekly Premier League show. We're going to be back next week. That's if Nigel decides to come back from Dubai, of course, with EPL picks and plays. For now, though, from all of us, it's goodbye.